everybody. Welcome back to Faithful. My name is Emma. My name is Christina. Uh, and this is a podcast where we talk about faith in fiction and, um, but we're not actually doing that this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, both of our times were at a commodity in September. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just going to take, and, and also neither of us had anything that we were particularly passionate about trying to do a full episode of research for. Right. Um, Today is just going to be kind of us taking it nice and easy. We're going to just kind of talk about how how we're doing and maybe if there's any like faith covid relevant faith updates or religion updates. Like I I have done a couple of cursory googles. Mm-hmm. So, good, good. That'll be good. Yeah. Um so I guess do you want do you want to start talking about how you're doing and how your faith life is, Emma, or do you want me to start? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, it's rough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, same. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's, you know, I, a lot of stuff has been happening Mm -hmm. just in general, even besides the world right now. You know, I just moved up to college again. It's my senior year. I'm, um, doing a lot of, like, real client work for my design degree and oh nice congrats um, thank you yeah it's pretty fun um but you know the just the way that everything works this semester is a lot different you know I'm not going to Mm -hmm. physical classes and I'm in a new apartment and everything is different uh so that's just been taking some time to adjust to oh my partner lives in town now my long distance of almost two years partner lives in town, which is it's no longer long distance, a short distance. Yes, exactly. They're like a mile away. It only nice. takes like, yeah, I barely put on music when I go and visit them because it only goes through like a song. Aww. It's great. Um, I'm very but, glad to hear that, Emma. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. You know, it comes with a bunch of like unique challenges and it's just another new thing, you know, that I got to figure out this year. Yeah. Um, but no, it's good. But because of all of that, I haven't been to, I haven't really visited church recently in the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. And yeah. um, the most I've, the most interaction I've had with um, my hometown church is just uh, listening to a lot of like the dramatic stuff that people are doing. Listening um, to, you mean, by which you mean like hearing the stories that get passed along, not like participating in a service or something like that yeah exactly okay Mm -hmm. yeah obviously i'm not going to get into a lot of like my personal church drama because you don't have stories to to tell obviously yeah um as long as everyone's okay that's the important thing yeah yeah i think a lot of people can probably relate to this especially in like uh evangelical circles um but uh choosing to take either side on the, like, are masks good or not debate is extremely polarizing to people in the church right now. Hmm. Yeah, which sucks pretty bad. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, um, I've just been thinking a lot about that recently, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's a broad overview of, of my stuff what about you um well to start off uh i haven't attended a church service in person since may Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so when we're recording this 
I, I mean, heck, y'all are going to be hearing this a week after, probably like the weekend after we record this. Um, uh-huh. I that So that means I haven't been to a church service in, at this point, just about four months, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very weird for me, mm-hmm. um, because up until literally my state's stay-at-home order went into effect, I was attending church weekly, and I didn't remember until a couple weeks ago that since COVID started um spreading during lent that was also when i was like when i was going to church every maybe not every day but at least like every after every work day um and i was spending time in the adoration chapel so time focused in prayer before the blessed sacrament and stuff right right and like i haven't done that since march (laughs) right and part of it's It's mostly that I just, I haven't gone back to mass because there, there, so far there does not seem to really be any set standard of safety protocols in place. Right, right. (laughs) Um, you know, some, some churches are, you know, having people wear their masks all the time except for when receiving sacrament. Some people are, or some churches are having their parishioners like only wear their masks when they're moving around. Some of them are just no masks at all, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, troubling. And part of it's also that like my home parish is one of the ones where they don't necessarily wear their masks all the time. Right. So I haven't been to that church in a while. Mm-hmm. And instead I've been doing, I've been participating in mass by watching actually the live stream of the church where my dad is a deacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess my my parents' home home church is where I've been watching mass from. That's nice. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's good to still have that like routine, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I've been watching it through um through our fire TV, right? Uh, which means that I can you know be sitting on the couch and still watching mass, and I have a little like. I have a table set up with, you know, like a, usually like a vase of flowers or something and my little, my little crucifix, my little mm-hmm. bottle of holy water. Um, and in a hashtag non-spawn recommendation here, I recently uh, got a candle from a company called Cantrip Candles, highly recommended. Um, it's a black owned business based out of LA. They make candles that are specifically D&D scented. Ooh. So I bought a candle from them that is called Sanctuary. Ooh. And I believe the scent notes are it's like it's like incense and like old maybe like old linen or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a very it's a very good churchy smell. So that helps it that helps it kind of feel like you know I'm still in church even though I'm not physically in church. Right. Yeah. And so I've I've been trying to keep up praying and stuff, not as much as I would like to. Um I have a podcast that I am not going to name mostly because in the past they have said some egregious things, mm-hmm. but in the, over the last, you know, three or four months they've been good Mm -hmm. but i've been listening to a podcast that's run by a group of i believe catholic 
religious people, so mm-hmm. priests and nuns, but also lay people. Um, and they do daily episodes, usually about like, it's usually like a reflection and a reading of the Bible verse of the day and stuff. Sure, sure. Um, and I've been listening to that on my way into work, which is, sometimes it's good, sometimes it just kind of goes in one ear, and then hopefully some of it stays, and then the rest of it goes out the other. Right. Because <laughs> I am driving to work at 6.30 in the morning. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, as- aside from that, I mean, it definitely could be going a lot better, mm-hmm. but I also I don't quite yet 100% trust the people in the churches locally around me to be taking enough precautions. Right. I feel like, so I'm super in the same boat as you where, and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to speak to your experiences, but at least for mm-hmm. me, and I know a lot of other people in my church have felt the same way, is that, like, with either side of the mask argument, and Do you mean it, either the side of wearing masks or not wearing masks? Yes. The the idea, it basically, like, for the church specifically, it would be the side of masks are, like, stifling our religious freedom, and um, <sighs> masks help keep everybody safe. Yes. Um, and it has both been surprising and not surprising to find that most I or maybe not most but like a lot of people from Mm -hmm. my home church are on the side that mandating masks is one actively dangerous to the mask wearer's health and stifles religious freedom or whatever (sighs) um and so it's been weird but also like, illuminating for me to, like, have a better insight onto, like, what actually matters to these people, Mm -hmm. you know? Because, like, I think when you're at church and when you are, like, hanging out in a congregation just on Sundays, like, you have a relationship with one side of a person, the Mm -hmm. person that shows up to church on Sundays. But when church, when that building doesn't exist anymore and like, you're really only interacting online or you're only interacting um, whatever and the only thing anybody's talking about is something that's so polarizing, you really start to see um, true colors seems like kind of a harsh term, but, like, (laughs) kind of what I'm saying. You you get to see the areas where maybe there are weaknesses in their faith or the things that they feel very strongly convicted about. Yeah. And, you know, like... It, when you boil it down, it's not really about whether or not they'll wear a mask. It's whether they are susceptible to, like, propaganda and who is, like, trying to convince them that masks aren't a thing. Like, who are they listening to? Those people lead back to a lot of mm-hmm. much worse topics than whether or not you wear a mask, you know? Yes. And. Yes. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. I would like to share with you, by which I mean I'm going to describe to the listeners, Mm -hmm. and then when this episode goes out, I will tweet a meme that I saw and screenshotted on Instagram, which is what I was trying to find. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to show it to Emma first. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the meme is... 
it's the opposing doges. So two Shiba Inu, one of which has a humanoid muscular buff body, which is captioned with Jesus and the early Christians persecuted and martyred by a corrupt government for the sake of the gospel. And then the other one is just the Shiba Inu um, sitting on the ground with the caption, Christians in 2020, masky ouchie. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's very hard. This is a, this is an opinions podcast, so mm-hmm. it's it's very hard for me to have any sympathy with people who are saying that wearing a mask is a is a stifling of their religious freedom when hold on let me see if i can articulate this it's really showing that a lot of the people who are saying that wearing masks stifles their religious freedom are probably the same kind of people who think that people who are muslim should not be allowed to wear uh, hijab or niqab. Right. Which yeah, is exactly. which is also, which is a standard of their faith, and they haven't been negatively affected health-wise for wearing them for an extremely long amount of time. Yeah, really. Because, it's... hey, hey, listeners, wearing a mask does not significantly impede your ability to breathe. No. If you are concerned that it does, talk to your doctor about it. Yeah. And yeah. they can tell you whether or not it is actually something that you need to medically be concerned about. But the answer is probably going to be, you should just be wearing your mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, on the topic of masks, actually, um, I have, I've, I've made a couple of masks since COVID started for my parents, and I recently finished up another batch for them. Um, but this batch is special because my dad asked if I could make him a set of masks to go along with his, um, with his religious vestments for church. Oh. (laughs) Um, because long story short, in the Catholic church, there are liturgical seasons. So, you know, like Easter, Advent, Lent, Mm -hmm. um, Easter, Advent, Lent, ordinary time, and... I guess weddings, sure, Pentecost, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but I have made him a mask in each of those colors, and as soon as I can figure out how to embroider, I'm going to embroider them with a little, you know, Cairo and stuff on the corner, oh, so we cute. can have, so we can have his official coordinating masks to wear with him to mass. <laughs> That's adorable. I love that so much. <laughs> I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm supposed to be seeing them in. The ne- over the next month and a half mm-hmm. and so I'm really hoping that I can get it done in time that I can just see like here you go dad here's your set of masks to wear with your mask vestments <laughs> <laughs> I know the word for it is not dalmatic but I don't remember what the word for the over part of it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never went through the seminary I didn't learn what the parts are of Catholic <laughs> of Catholic sure. vestments for mass <laughs> that's fine I think <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot for sure. And like, Mm -hmm. I've mentioned this before on the podcast. So anybody who listens regularly, um, might know this, but like, I have personally had a lot of trouble with like my home church and like figuring out where, like, 
you know, like they taught me a lot of things that have been super extremely valuable to me developing as a person. But then at mm-hmm. the same time, like, you know, like politically, we are just so far from each other. And yes. it's just not a good fit for me anymore. And mm-hmm. all of this mask nonsense has really heightened that. And yeah, yeah, in a way that's and I know that I'm not the only one, too, because like my um like okay just just to try and keep it as neutral as possible because I don't want to like tell people stories for them or whatever but like I know somebody personally in the church whose friends um are planning on not ever coming back to um my home church because oh, they no. disagree with the mask mandate and a lot of people in my church have done that well um, I said right. oh no before you finished your sentence yeah <laughs> It's very oh no. Like, it's, please finish what you were going to say and then I will react. Sorry about that. (laughs) No, it's okay. Um, So yeah, a lot of people have decided that they're not going to come back. I wouldn't, I don't think saying a majority would be fair, but quite a few. And Mm -hmm. um, I know somebody there whose friends are all in that boat and they are conflicted because this has literally been their home church for their entire life. You know, mm-hmm. like they were here when this we bought this new building and they were here two pastors ago and like you know, this is like a big deal and like to leave this place that's been such a constant in, in their life for so long is just a really difficult decision to make. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out, you know, like do I just follow my friends or do I follow like what I know or is this really a sign that I need to move to a different church, you know? I mean, I feel like if anything, it's a sign that this person and then their friends have extremely different priorities when it comes to, say, protecting human life by wearing a mask in the face (laughs) of a global pandemic. Uh (laughs) It's just, it's so frustrating to me that people are still refusing to properly wear a mask in situations which call for wearing a mask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, I want to, like, it's like that Doge meme that I quoted yeah. about about five minutes ago or something. It's like, it people, in, in the face of making the barest possible motion towards preventing spread of this global pandemic yeah it, it's it's shocking to me that that christians of people who have been persecuted for almost their entire history as a religion your mileage mm-hmm. may vary if you want history on that go ask Lindsay about it <laughs> um then it just it shocks me that people who follow a religion that has been through literally hell to get to the modern day mm-hmm. like maybe less hell than you know people of the jewish faith or people of muslim faith right. um or anyone who's not white mm-hmm. but it's it just it shocks me that that they don't know their own history enough to be like accepting of this extremely small sacrifice see i think that that is exactly why that they're not like i think like especially evangelical circles they mm-hmm. don't know their own history and they don't know, like, like I'm speaking extremely broadly here and I'm sure my dad would get upset <laughs> with what I'm saying. But like, sorry, Mark, 
Sorry, Dad. Um, Emma's, an, Emma's an adult and she's allowed to have her own opinions. <laughs> yeah. I think as a whole, the evangelical um, sect of Christianity doesn't know their history. Mm-hmm. They don't read into the Bible. They don't study I mean, the original Hebrew like for for God's for God's sake, pick any translation of the Bible and check out the later chapters of any gospel or of Acts mm-hmm. or of any of the letters, any of them. Yeah, and like you will read about the kind of persecutions that Christians went through, and I would encourage you, listeners, if you are on the fence about this, to then to read maybe some selections from those, and then to ask yourself. If if St. Paul went through being imprisoned multiple times simply for the act of speaking out about his faith, mm-hmm. is it really too much of an ask for me to wear a mask in public? Mm-hmm. See, here's what I was getting to, too, is that so Christian or evangelicals often don't know their history, but they do abstractly know that they were persecuted at one time. Not ever in America, and barely ever in Europe, unless you go super, super, super far back. But, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Christians today only know, American Christians today really only know the privilege that comes with being a Christian. And, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they know that they were oppressed at one point. So now something's happening that could be interpreted as oppression. And they're saying, oh, this is just like... Our ancestors, this is just like when Paul was thrown in jail. And this is just like those things. And so I'm going to fight against them just like they did. And it's just such a misunderstanding of everything. The only aspect in which those two two scenarios are similar is that both of them offer up an opportunity to be a witness to your faith and to do things in the service of God's will. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I am obvious. Obviously, I'm not qualified to speak of God's will, but I would argue that, given that the command, the great commandment is literally love others as you love yourself, then you should love others by protecting them by wearing a mask, exactly. as well as loving yourself by continuing to social distance as much as you can. Right. Yeah. It's. It's a lot. And I think yeah. it's especially, you know, and I've been saying this the whole time, but it's especially bad in evangelical circles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's, it's rough. And I think that it's going to be really interesting. Who am I to talk about this at at all? But, like, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to the church after this. Like, Mm -hmm. because this has been a, at least, if if my little, like, home church's drama is indicative of church, like, a lot of churches all over the country, which I'm sure it is, um, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really interesting. I feel like this is a super big, like, turning point, and I think a bunch of different, like, um more sects of Christianity are going to, like, start emerging and breaking off oh, from yeah. their own churches. Like, I think oh, yeah. like, it could be as big as, like, when gay marriage was legalized and a bunch of churches started breaking off because of that. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that <laughs> it's just such a, like, I can't wrap my mind around how this is the thing that people are going to, like, this is the hill that they chose to die on, you know? Yeah. Like, this is where I'm going to stake my ground. Not at anything that, like, yeah, I don't know. Gosh, it's just Christians, pick a different hill to die on. <laughs> yeah. It's... Oh, oh my god, I just realized... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus already died on that hill, so you don't have to. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh -oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ruh-roh. Uh -oh. <sighs> Goodness. Oh, gosh. I'm not going to be able to dig myself out of that one. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think it's worth it. I think you just say, you know what? I'm in this hole. Yes. I just want to acknowledge that I'm in this hole. <laughs> yes, I acknowledge that I am in this hole and I'll be I'll be saying some acts of contrition or something later. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know how much longer you are necessarily wanting to record, Emma, but I have a I have a quote that I would like to read. Oh sure. Um before I forget. Because I was doing a couple of quick scans of articles and stuff about like how are Catholics handling COVID? How is the mm -hmm. church handling it? And essentially, it's just that sacraments have all been going down, which is good because the sacraments of the Catholic Church are usually ones that must be administered in close quarters. And I'm very glad that they've all been going down because that means that people are taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, it sucks that people aren't getting, you know, the religious benefits or the spiritual benefits of, you know, being confirmed or baptized or whatever. But mm -hmm. I'm glad that people are taking precautions. Right. Um, I want to read a quote from um, an audience that Pope Francis gave um, back on August 19th. So this is a little bit old. Um, and I'm quoting an article here from catholicnews.com. Um, at his weekly general audience, August 19th, Pope Francis defined as a scandal government pandemic assistance to companies that do not contribute to the inclusion of the excluded, the promotion of the least, the common good, or the care of creation. Greedy for profit, we let ourselves get caught up in things and lured away by haste. People did not listen to the cry of the poor or of our ailing planet. We carried on regardless, thinking we would stay healthy in a world that was sick. Yep. So basically, um, and then later on, uh, Pope Francis um, established a prayer um, asking God to enable us to succeed in listening and responding to the cry of the earth and the cry of the poor. May the recurrent sufferings become the birth pangs of a more fraternal and sustainable world. And I'm like, heck yeah, Pope Francis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. It's, I sometimes wish that there was like something that has frustrated me about Christianity and my non-denominational church in general has been mm -hmm. a lack of like a central leadership. Yes. <laughs> lack of central leadership, especially like this is getting a little bit into like my personal church drama, but like not really. Anyway, recently in the last, I don't know, like five, eight years or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's I'm not good at estimating, but we've been taking on a lot more like co-pastors. And so we very rarely um, have the same pastor two weeks in a row. There's just like mm -hmm. a rotating cast of like three or four. Gosh, um, yeah. That'll as, go from campus to campus. 
As someone who's been a part of multiple churches where there was literally only one pastor and sometimes an assistant pastor and a lot of times a couple of deacons, that much of a ch- that frequent of a change is just baffling to me. <laughs> because then it means that the messages just get muddled because it's like you're it's like you're listening to a, a different set of rules every day. Yeah. It yes, it really is. It's so like frustrating especially for me like i think it's fine for people who are less like and maybe this is like kind of mean to say but i don't know how else to say it, like less in tuned like not lgbt and not like um super in tune with like listening for anything that might tip off that like oh this person might not like me or like Oh, if I, like, I might be unsafe around this person, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there's nobody in my church who would actually hurt me, like, physically. But, like, when you just always have that, like, tune in your head that you would always, like, hear a little bit, like, like mm-hmm. something that someone else might miss, but you heard and you're like, oh, that's transphobic. Gross. Like, yeah. people who don't have that on when they're listening to the sermons Mm-hmm. probably don't feel as exhausted as I do listening to people, different people talk. Yeah. But, like, when it's like, okay, well, I know this lady is homophobic. Like, I just know that that's true. But I don't know that about the other ones, so, like, it's just hard to come to terms with. And, like, with the lack of central leadership, it we become so, so central, and we take no sides on anything. And everything becomes very, like, self-focused because that's not, you can't really argue with that. If you say, like, hey, I think as a congregation we need to learn on, like, forgiving each other and forgiving ourselves. Like, that's easy. Mm -hmm. You know, you can self-reflect as much as you want and you'll always come out of it feeling like you're going to, you're better than you were before. Mm -hmm. But it's much harder to say, hey, as a church, we have an obligation to, like, help our community. And we have an obligation yeah. to, like, um, care for people who are being hurt. And, like, not just, don't just say that, like, actually do something about it and, like, teach them, like, like teach your congregation how not to be racist and how to be um, better mm-hmm. help. And, like, what does it mean mm-hmm. to be a Christian? How do you show, like, Christ's love to other people without the traditional, yeah. like, evangelizing, which is yeah. increasingly becoming so much more outdated. The trick is, you show Christ's love to others through your actions. Yes. And through your words of support. You show it by demonstrating your religion. By speaking to... I, I feel like there's a quote somewhere about, like, spread the word of God and use words if you must. That's a quote from some saint. Probably probably St. John Vianney or something like that. I'm not 100% sure. And I don't feel like Googling it right now. But it's it's a very good... It's very appropriate for what sounds like the situation that you're going through, which is that without the ability to evangelize in person, it sounds like your church is kind of faltering. Yeah. Yeah. I, my brother um, will, like, the closest that I've gone, I've gotten to actually attending a service is that mm-hmm. my brother will text me about what the sermon's about on that uh, Sunday. Okay. Uh, and whether, like, cause we talk a lot about like our different issues with the church and like, we're on mm-hmm. the same page about it pretty much. Uh, yeah. and so <laughs> he texted me the other day, last Sunday, I think. And he was like, oh, Pastor Cameron is talking about like 
racism in the church, Pog. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, really? And that's how you know that Emma's brother is a Gen Zer. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh shoot, really? Like, tell me about it. Doesn't Like, tell me how it goes. And uh, he texted me after the sermon. He's like, well, it could have been worse. It also could have been better. But like, it was very like self-focused again. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe for racism, I think a lot of people could probably benefit from some self-reflection on that. So mm-hmm. I'll let it slide this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's been a lot of the thoughts that I've been having recently. It's just been going over and over in my head. Yeah, I I totally get that. I haven't had nearly as many thoughts about religion and the church recently. Um, although I was pleased to see that a couple of maybe it was even last week mm-hmm. there was an article, and by which I mean it was also a letter that was circulated around, signed by a bunch of, um, I think a bunch of like priests and nuns and stuff. Um, in support of, I don't know if it was necessarily in support of Joe Biden, but it was in source of, it was, it was denouncing the 46th president, uh, Mm -hmm. or whichever one he is. I think he's 46. The current sitting president. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it was very interesting and I did send it on to my dad, the deacon. I don't know if he actually read it. But I sent it to him. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna see how that turns out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I don't have any other... I'm. That was the last of my faith and religion updates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't come in with, to this with anything prepared except knowing that I had a lot of thoughts that I was gonna be able to talk about. It's okay. I had I had a couple of things pulled up, and I have actually two more things uh, to pull up if we, whenever we want to do like the, whenever we want to take care of some business. Sure. Yeah. Oh, um, I was gonna say that, um, you know, even though I've been kind of like isolated from like a church setting and all of that, it's mm-hmm. and like that's probably not like great in general, but I've been taking advantage of it by doing a lot of like self-reflecting on like what does religion mean to me who is god like what at my core do i believe and then you know once i figure that out i'll be able to go find a new church and figure something out and figure out where my ideals actually line up good so yeah that'll be exciting (laughs) I'm i'm glad to hear that and i wish you the best of luck thank you Yeah, um, I guess if we ha- if we don't have anything else to uh, to address, I have a couple of news items to bring sure. up. Great. Um, the first is that uh, former guest of the show uh, Terry from Prayers from Terry. Oh. Uh, he he recently announced uh, that next fall he is going to be publishing a book of his collects through a Random House imprint. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it is, um, it is going to be, or it's supposed to be published in fall 2021. So if you are someone who enjoyed the episode on Prayers from Terry, uh, I highly encourage you to follow him on Instagram and then keep up to date with that so you can 
read the actual book of his comics when they are published next fall. That sounds great. Yeah. I, I, I hope I'm going to look out for that at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, and the other thing is that we got a very nice long email from from your friend, my friend, our friend, uh, Tanner Vogelsang, um, with a very nice, lovely, long email about uh, their cleric, uh, oh. Jessica. Ooh. Um, and it's a, it is a decently long email, so I'm probably going to check with Tanner and see if they're okay with me, like, posting a screenshot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the... The title of this email is The Tale of Jeshka, a.k.a. Wayward O.C.'s Mini, but it's sent to the Faithful account, so I think they're intending for it to be in relation to uh, our cleric episode that we had. Um, essentially, uh, they came... Um, I'm just going to read straight from the email. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanner says... I was especially fascinated by Anna using the jumping-off point of in this setting, people can talk directly to their gods as a jumping-off point for Jill's character, especially because I used a similar starting point when creating my cleric character. However, while Annie's next step was thinking, what would happen if suddenly that direct link were severed? My thinking was, what if a lizard barged into your temple and demanded the power to shoot lasers? (laughs) Um, So the summary of their character is that Jeshka um, is a lizard folk, I believe, um, and she witnessed a cleric using what was probably sacred flame um, or like divine smite or something. Mm -hmm. And she was immediately fascinated by this and wanted to have powers like that. So she taught, she followed this character to the nearest town, asked him where he got his powers and then went around town banging on doors um, (laughs) And literally just praying to every deity who she came across, saying, <laughs> I want to shoot fire from my hands. That's a, I love that so much. Yeah. Um, they go on to say that Jeshka has her own homebrew deity, as in Tanner has homebrewed it, mm-hmm. um, who is called Lachni. I might, be, I might be pronouncing that wrong. Just tell me, Tanner, if I'm saying it wrong. Um, who is the goddess of joy and laughter. Who just said, you know what? You make you make me laugh, uh, <laughs> lizard, lizard folk who wants to shoot lasers. Have some cleric powers. That's adorable. I love that. Yeah. Um, they wrap up by saying, Jeshka doesn't really have a faith journey, or for that matter, a concept of faith. She's an idiot and I love her. Some might say, Tanner, wouldn't it make more sense for Jeshka to be a sorcerer or a warlock? But you don't understand. And then Adam Scott Parks and Rec dot meme. It's about the irony. (laughs) Anyway, great work as usual. Thank you, Tanner. I love that. Yeah, thank you, Tanner. (laughs) I love that concept for a character. That's so fun. Yeah. Jeshka is great. They have... They recently commissioned artwork of Jeshka from uh, from one of my friends, one of our friends, uh, Locke, and Jeshka is a very good lizard folk person. I love that. Yeah. That's so, great. Yeah, and that unless there was anything on Twitter, that's the only uh, email that I have to report. <laughs> nope, I didn't get any notifications. I think we're clear. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, in that case, then I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I guess, do the outro? Yeah, sure. Faithful is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Google Play, soon-to-be Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, and other places where podcasts are found. Our theme song is Start of Something Beautiful, courtesy of Ketza. 
We can be reached through an email at faithful2lspod at gmail.com or through our Twitter at faithful2lspods with an S. And uh, please, uh, if you are interested, if you like our show, tell us. Please, yeah, please, please, please interact with us. <laughs> we we really enjoy talking about our faith and religion, and we would love to get to talk more directly with all of you about it to have it be more of a conversation than you know just you show up to the room in which we are giving a talk. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also. I've, I'm doing this in all of my podcasts, so I'm going to do it here as well. Um, this is the this is the soap. This is the relevant uh, PSA section, which I'm going to streamline here into a series of extremely short numbered list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one, in case it wasn't already obvious from listening to this episode, please wear your mask if you are going to be out in public or within six feet of someone who you do not live with. And also, especially wear your mask if you are someone who is at risk or if you live with someone who is at risk. It does help. It has been medically proven by doctors that masks do prevent the spread of COVID. Yep. So, uh, second thing is um, keep washing your hands. It's simple. I, I know that y'all are doing it anyway, but please keep doing it. This is positive encouragement. <laughs> um, number three is, uh, since we are currently in a civil rights movement, please continue to support um, people who have been um, people who have been oppressed and maltreated in your area as much as you can. Um, if you are someone who is unable to show up to a protest or a physical demonstration uh, I highly encourage you to find an organization in your area and support them um, financially if you can such as a food bank or a voter registration organization or a bail fund or pick a, pick a charity in your area that supports a marginalized group and, and support them mm -hmm. um, which leads me to number four which is, please, for the love of God, and I say that completely seriously, please vote in your local elections that are coming up. Yes. For Emma and I, we live in the U.S., and that's coming up within the next couple of months. So please make sure that you are registered to vote. Um, you should be able to request a ballot by mail in your area. And if you are someone who does not want to necessarily vote by mail, you should be able to also go to your polling place or the voting commission, whatever, in your area. And you can vote early in a lot of states. Maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. Do the research. Um, and number five, um, this is just me talking. Um, I cannot say this is necessarily Emma's opinion, but it probably is. <laughs> um, if you are someone who is going to be voting and you do not particularly care uh, who wins the presidential election, please vote for Joe Biden. He is definitely not the optimal candidate, but he is definitely the lesser of two evils in the race between him and Donald Trump. Yes. So please, please vote for Joe Biden. Um, and I also would highly encourage you to look at um, the down-ballot elections in your area. So that's for races like district attorney, 
attorney. <laughs> races like district attorney. Um, I don't think like various city commissioners, um, representatives to your state's legislature, and all of those people are have maybe much more of an impact on your day-to-day life than the presidential choice does. So use a website like Vote411, um, or I think Ballotpedia is also another good resource, and they should help, they should be able to help provide information on your local races for the coming election. So please, please, please vote. And if you are already registered to vote, and if you're already requesting your mail-in ballot or doing your early voting, get people around you motivated to vote. Make sure that they're registered, that mm-hmm. they know how they're going to be voting. Or if you're feeling really like a tryhard, like I probably will be doing come November, um, you can always volunteer to be a poll worker. Yep. If you are someone who is not immunocompromised or elderly and is willing to wear your mask, then the a lot of the times poll workers are usually uh, elderly volunteers, and which means they are probably not going to be volunteering this year because of the global pandemic. So please consider volunteering. I actually need to do research on that and then ask my boss for the time off. <laughs> so I'll figure I'll, that's my reminder to myself for when I edit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's it. I'm getting off my soapbox. <laughs> PSAs are done with. Gosh, that's all. Yeah, that's all really important, and I agree with uh, everything that Christina said. <laughs> hey everyone, Christina from the much more recent past, coming to you from something I've literally never done before: recording audio straight into GarageBand. First time for everything, I guess. It's 2020. Anyway, so we recorded this episode back on, I believe, September 18th. And I am recording this part on October 25th, so clearly some things have come up between since we recorded and now. So I'm just going to reaffirm uh, some things that we said and provide some updates on things we didn't say. So the first thing is, like everything we said, please keep wearing your masks. Please uh, actually now go get your flu shot because those are out in the Northern Hemisphere and we're entering flu season. I'm pretty sure that no one wants to get COVID on top of having flu. So get your flu shot. It helps. Um, Also, please continue to support marginalized people. In particular, there's the ever-consistent threat of racial violence across the world and in in the United States, which is where Emma and I both live. But also in Canada, uh, I believe that the Mi'kmaq people are currently being (laughs) burned out of their houses and homes and businesses by settler Canadians who are trying to force them out of the fishing industry. So if you can, please help. But you know what helps even more is going out and voting in your general elections. So for the United States, that is that means that you are going to vote on or before November 3rd. By this point, the deadlines for people to request their ballots have probably passed, But your state may still have the option for you to vote ahead of time, or you can always probably go and vote in person on November 3rd. Please, I I am begging you, go vote. If you don't care who wins the presidential election, please vote for Joe Biden. He's, 
he's not my first choice, but he is a better choice for president than a fascist dictator. And also, please vote in your down-ballot elections as well. So voting for things like representatives to your state's legislature, because they are going to be incredibly important in determining the way that your state continues to function. And now for the updates on stuff that has happened since we recorded this episode on September 18th. So over the past month or so, uh, Emma's schoolwork, her homework load has really gotten drastic. And so she's going to be taking a short leave of absence from Faithful for the next couple of months so that she can focus on her studies. Which, like, as someone who's been through a senior year in a design program, I personally totally get. Um, so please keep her in your prayers and stuff as she goes through this. Um, hopefully, I will still be able to put out approximately an episode a month with Faithful. I'm trying to decide if I want that to be solo episodes or if I want to have a guest host come on to talk about something. But I am hoping to be able to get episodes out there kind of. Um, and then Emma and I are going to figure out how Faithful will look going forward once she's done with the semester. So just keep her in your thoughts and prayers. Send good vibes if you do that. And we will just, I guess, see you the next time we see you. Or you'll hear us the next time that you hear us. Podcasts are weird. Anyway, back to the rest of the episode. Okay, um, I guess that's it. Yeah, we'll uh, see you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah, but until then... Keep the faith! Just an easy-peasy episode, nice and loose. Yeah. <laughs>